Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today we've got James Dobson on. He's a recruitment consultant within Cloud and DevOps. Hi, James. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. You? Yeah, very well, very well. Good, good. Let's jump straight in, James. Do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? So I recruit for Cloud and DevOps um, at Maxwell Bond. We're a specialist IT recruitment uh, consultancy or agency rather, uh, based in Manchester. Um, yeah, I mainly focused on sort of the Northwest area, mm-hmm. but obviously with the advent of, of fully remote now, it's getting uh, in a, a wider and wider search. It, this is a really interesting subject at the moment. We've had a couple of recruitment consultants that work in tech come on and, and tell us about the market at the moment. And it's just, there's so much demand for people with this kind of skill set, isn't there? Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously, the reason for coming on here, as I saw, uh, Parole came on here. Yeah. Um, on one of the one of the earlier episodes, um, and just in in terms of the DevOps market currently, we're having to update salary surveys that we do quarterly rather than yearly now. Wow. Just because of the the just standard increase in salary that's i mean that's crazy have you ever seen anything well firstly how long have you been working in the industry so i've been doing tech recruitment for around about a year and a half now mm-hmm. um but obviously so started mid to sort of start of um the first lockdown and from there it's just picked up and, and now it's it's a completely unrecognizable industry compared. Wow. In that short space of time, it's changed that much. I mean, what do you think's driving this? Is it the case that everybody now realizes they need a digital presence? I know people kind of thought about it previously, but now everybody definitely needs it. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the reason for hiring DevOps people is that, everyone's trying to move from on-premise uh, onto the cloud because, you know, for, for numerous reasons, it's a lot cheaper. Um, and, you know, it's these types of things that companies are now looking to do. It's cost-effective. It's bringing outsourced IT in-house. Um, and it's also the fact that a lot of companies let employees go during the during the pandemic. And from now, everyone's there's a huge resurgence, not just within the IT industry, but also within um, sort of the economy as a whole, really. So anybody listening to this wants to get into DevOps or the cloud, what are maybe three key skills that you look for when looking for your candidates that really help stand out? So the majority of the positions or, or vacancies that I look after or cover are sort of mid to senior and higher but in terms of getting into devops or just it in general or being a developer there used to be a whole thing behind you know you need to go to uni and get a degree Mm. but now it's not that at all There's, there's great places like tech returners uh, Code Nation, um, where people can go there and jump straight into a an a entry level DevOps role with some great companies, whether that's you know in the northwest or, or UK wide. Wow, so that's really interesting to hear because we always talk about university versus jumping straight into work. 
and what we found recently and not just in um, tech it's industry so many industries are now saying this to us that university is kind of like a nice to have if you've got it great you've probably learned some good skills some life skills but actually if you jump straight into work sometimes we value that even more because you've learned in the field you're learning key skills and like you say you can even do that in tech now which is amazing yeah definitely i mean i myself didn't go to uni um obviously didn't jump into the the sort of tech sector so to speak but um yeah it's less and less of a a need now it's more of a a nice to have as you say so do you find that you know when you're speaking to your clients are they listing it as a requirement or is that for certain levels of roles are they still listing university as a requirement um i think fewer and fewer are because well multiple reasons Uh, first one is that there is a, a huge um shortage of talent within the market so we found that most um actually good cloud or or devops or platform engineers however you'd like to call them by um are already in a job so the ease of actually finding them has just honestly it, it i can't remember the last time i played someone that wasn't already in a job previously Um, so yeah no it's just that it's completely gone out of the window any sort of need for a university degree uh, I believe wow well exciting to hear for lots of people that want to get into it but you know like you said maybe thought that the old barriers of university were still there so that's that's really cool to hear um you, you know we also talk about the CV versus the LinkedIn profile now um that's been a topic that we've talked about quite a lot on here and loads of founders, loads of CEOs, loads of hiring managers have said to us, do you know what? I really, really value someone who's active on LinkedIn, who's starting to build a personal brand, who's just sharing knowledge or, or something they've read, whatever it be, to start building that, that catalog and that knowledge opposed to an A4 CV. Now, how are you finding that with your clients? Do they go, you know, have they, can I see their CV? I assume they still want to see CVs. But do you also say, but do check their LinkedIn as well because they're active and they've, they've got a good brand? Yeah, I mean, it's each, each submission goes ahead through CV. Um, I, I've not submitted anyone um, solely via their LinkedIn. Um, but we are in a bit more of a, a digital age now where online presence is checked by companies, good or bad. Mm. Um, and so obviously with with that you know it comes if your online presence is actually you know you are helping people out you are you know commenting on people asking for help on linkedin or on github you're contributing um to various different projects um and also a lot of the time as well if there's a little bit of freelancing on the side or personal development that also goes down quite well um, you know, we've said there that CVs are still quite crucial for what you're doing. So have you got any tips for people uh, specifically applying for these DevOps and cl- cloud role, um, roles for their CVs? What can they do? What can they put on them to, to stand out? It's the, it's the main tech, really. Um, I think the fact that you've worked at a specific company nowadays 
doesn't have as much of a, um, a, a pull. You've got so many great tech startups and tech companies that are based in you know, Manchester alone, that the work that you'll do there and the exposure to all of the different elements in a smaller company may even be, even be greater than uh, working for a large company. Um, I'd just say definitely try and get involved in as much of the you know exposure to each of the technologies as possible. So you know if you're just starting out, maybe try and learn a little bit more of, of everything rather than focusing on one specific thing at the start. Because obviously, you know, that makes you a lot more employable. You don't pigeonhole yourself straight away. Um, and then the personal research and the personal development next to that is obviously a great thing. So if you've got a, a home lab where you teach yourself maybe Python, uh, which is obviously a coding language, or, or Golang is now, which is uh, quite an advanced programming language, which is becoming more and more desirable um, as, as things go on, really. Um, just definitely getting the basics right, I would say, making sure you, you, you at least have a good knowledge of all of the basics. Do you think it's fair to say if, you know, somebody's thinking about going into this industry, um, tech, coding, whatever it be, that, you know, personality trait wise, you've got to be inquisitive and you've got to be able to, you know, not everyone can sit at a computer all day and, and code. So there's some kind of personality traits that fit this industry and others that don't, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, in terms of the, the personality, you know, it's it's not just a, a nine to five. Um, it, it's not just a nine to five job at the start, whether that's through DevOps or uh, through IT. Um, you know, I, I've done some PHP recruiting in the past as well. And I mean, that even more so as well is all about personal development um, and really upskilling yourself in your own time. Obviously, it's a lot easier if you find a company that can pay towards more qualifications or let you have um, little days to, to conferences maybe once a month, which is not uncommon these days as well. Um, th those are the main things to look out for. And what do you think are some of the big upsides to people that are thinking about working in tech? You know, what would be some of the positives to going into the industry? Well, I mean, especially in Manchester and especially in the Northwest, it's now become a massive tech hub, not only within the UK, but also within Europe. So you've got, as I say, countless companies, um, you know, solely just in Manchester, doing a, a complete variety of, of different things, um, whether that's through, you know, cybersecurity or through to, um, you know, media marketing or uh, just general cloud consulting, then, you know, the upsides are that there's, A, there's so much to choose from. And nowadays companies are putting a lot of effort into training and progression. So it's actually quite a fun environment for people to work in now, mm. rather than obviously, you know, when you grow up and you and you think, you know, I don't want to be sat at a computer all day. The benefits of working at some of these companies are just incredible, really. Mm. And then on the flip side of that, what's some potential negatives maybe of the industry at the moment? 
I mean, th there's not a lot really if, because there's so much competition between companies, mm. it's, it's allowed the good companies to become better and the bad companies have had to either adapt to survive or they, you know, they just lose their staff because mm. they know the competition and they know their worth. Yeah, no, you, you make a great point. Um, and you've been talking about, you know, lots of jobs in Manchester and the Northwest, which is fantastic to hear. You know, it's good that these areas have now got their own, you know, tech tech hubs. And you said they're, a, you know, a hub for Europe, not only the UK, which is awesome to hear. Yeah. But, you know, for people listening to this might be in different areas. Is there a lot of remote working within tech world at the moment? Well, yeah, it's a lot more than there used to be. Obviously, within tech, there's always been that element of remote work because you don't have to be in the office for a lot of um, IT roles because it's not all hands-on. You can do a lot of it through your computer. So from that has then stemmed, obviously, COVID, where remote working wasn't even a negotiable. It was just, we can't go into the office. And... Now companies, well, some companies that are trying to get their staff back into the office, um, those staff then leave and get fully remote roles. So I think most roles, if not all, are hybrid. So, you know, basically you'll have to go in a couple of days in a week or maybe, you know, two at maximum and the rest you can work from anywhere really. But um, yeah, there, there's a lot of remote roles. So you don't have to be in Manchester or London or, you know, any of the tech clubs. Um, Birmingham obviously now is becoming one as well. So yeah, no, there's, there's a lot more remote working than there used to be. I think it's really interesting. You know, we, we talked to a few people that recruit in this space um, and it's not, I tend to think of, of tech jobs as the old fashioned, you know, at working at somewhere like, let's say Amazon, for example, or something like that. Yeah. But there are so many, you know, small to medium sized e-commerce businesses that now have huge DevOps teams or, or, you know, coding teams, whatever you want to call it behind them. So I think yeah. people need to like change their perspective a bit. When you go in and work for tech, you don't have to go and work for, you know, one of these name brands, up, uh, you know, massive companies. There are so many businesses that need this support now, right? No, exactly. Um, the, the market has never been more buoyant than it currently is. Um, obviously, there's a, a sus suspected bubble burst that will come maybe towards the end of this year, just in terms of the, the salaries um, that are currently on demand and you know people are actually getting those. But yeah, as you, as you say, you don't have to go and work for a huge company to a get the recognition or b actually get worthwhile and, and valuable experience. So let's talk about a bit about your own career, James. Um, you know, you mentioned you've worked in this kind of field for about a year and a half. Uh, how's it going? You enjoying it? And what's it like to work in this kind of space? Yeah, no, it's really really fun actually. Um, obviously, started at Maxwell Bond in January. Um, and I've never actually worked in a place that's so well run um, and so supportive of every single employee. Um, I think there's at least one training session a week, whether that's from the in-house trainers or senior consultants, directors. 
Um, obviously, even the owner himself also gets involved with some training from time to time as well. I've obviously worked at two different uh, recruitment companies before that, but Maxwell Bond, um, you know, completely blows them out of the water. It's uh, <laughs> it's unbelievable. And um, what kind of skill set do you think somebody needs to do the job you're doing? Definitely the ability to sort of ride the highs and the lows of it because there will be lows and there will be highs. There will be days where you can't find anyone for a role, whether that's, you know, this amazing role that's, you know, even if it is that and it's the most perfect role, you will have days or even weeks where you, no one wants to speak to you. Um, everyone's just saying no and nothing's coming off for you. But then equally, it's also about, maximizing when things are going right and not taking your foot off the gas really not becoming too comfortable and also you know again trying to stay as as neutral as possible through those highs and lows because mm. that is quite a large part of recruitment we've noticed you know talking to people that the highs are really high and the lows can be really low so how do you learn to deal with that i think you just have to experience it first to be honest Mm. um there's no real i think it's more it's obviously sales in general it's that same feeling of ups and downs and no matter what you tell yourself beforehand unless it happens you don't know how you're going to deal with it so yeah i mean it, i'd honestly recommend recruitment to to anyone really um just because of it's just fun at the end of the day. You know, you're helping people day in, day out find their perfect roles. Um, and every single person that you place in each of your clients is, you know, completely thankful for the help that they've obviously received from you. And you know for a fact that you're placing them with a good client. Um, so, yeah, no, love it. Is that the biggest positive for you? You know, the, the fact that you get to place people into these dream jobs and you take per personal satisfaction from that? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, a, a lot of recruiters, that is their main focus. And that's why they get into recruitment is to actually, you know, help people. Because th there's a lot of people in jobs that they don't like that, have sort of plateaued they've hit a, a ceiling um and all they're looking for is someone like myself or, or any other recruiter to come along and present them with this you know their dream role that they didn't think was possible um you know before we contacted them mm. so it's yeah no that's definitely one of the the most um sort of satisfying parts of the job yeah mm. and then on the flip side of that maybe what's maybe something less favorite about working in recruitment maybe it is the fact that you have such high highs and such low lows or maybe it's something else i think it's it's again it's, it's not a nine to five is probably the only mm. i mean i wouldn't call it a downside personally but it's it's one of those jobs that is is all consuming as soon as you get home you are thinking about it as much as you try and you know separate work the work-life balance you will be thinking about, oh, I've got a, someone going in for an interview. Then I've got, you know, a, a client meeting. Then I hope I, you know, get them on because they're a great client. Um, 
and you know it's the, the just just the long days I would say is again it's not a downside it's just for people new to the industry that could be something that puts them off yeah no it's something to be aware of if you think of going into it definitely Um, is it fair to say that your days are quite varied as well you know if you don't want to be sat at a desk doing the same thing day in day out recruitment is is actually something that can offer you lots of variety definitely i mean there's more and more companies now that are actually employing a sole delivery role which is basically you just look for candidates to put into jobs and then on the flip side of that companies that is just that are just employing people to do business development so solely chatting with new clients existing clients um but then also there is the, the 360 side of things which is obviously both and that is you know if you don't want to be doing finding candidates every single day or just chatting to clients, you can split your day directly in half, as I have done today. Um, look for candidates in the morning and then try and bring on new business in the afternoon. And it's a, a completely different job when you split it that way. So would you still go into recruitment knowing everything you know now? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you love it. It sounds like you actually really enjoy your job, which is just is so nice to hear. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I can only credit Maxwell Bond, where I work um, currently, for that as well. Um, I know I keep harping on about them, but <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's not even sold the dream uh, as well. So it's, you know, it, you know, in the interview process for, for some companies and it's, yeah, that's too good to be true. Mm. But then you, you get there and they really do, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk. Um, and in a way they've sort of undersold it uh, <laughs> yeah it's crazy. well james it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and and thank you for your tips for anyone thinking of getting into cloud and devops and uh, your honesty about recruitment and um where could anyone find you or reach out if they're you know possibly going into the industry yeah so i obviously got linkedin um so it's just james dobson um and i work in it again at, at maxwell bond another name drop there um, <laughs> and if you want to drop me an email um it's just james.dobson at maxwellbond.co.uk fantastic thank you for your time james thank you very much for having me on